0: Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for November 7th, 2021. The uh, 20, proper 27, the 32nd, uh, no, I'm, I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> I'm doing it all wrong. Uh, <laughs> As proper this demonstrate, the 20, there are no edits. <laughs> right Too late! We started! We hit record! Uh, The 24th Sunday after Pentecost, I almost said 27th again, uh, uh, in year B, and we are coming to you, as evidenced by my mess-up, not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana, but now, Bruce, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing okay. It was a little slow starting this morning, I have to admit. I almost swallowed the stopper from the top of my starbucks coffee because i not pull it out before i want that first big slurp of wake-up juice and that's bad right that's bad
0: okay i got you it's not a
1: consumable under normal circumstances (laughs) unless you're a golden retriever chewing on plastic or something
0: yeah i normal circumstances i don't even know if i'd bother using that phrase uh (laughs) yeah i think it's just bad i think yes i think it is legitimately just bad so, um, but, uh, but yeah, well, I'm glad that you did not. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't too, it wasn't actually a close call at all, but it
1: was one of those things of, I could have done that <laughs>
0: <laughs> very yeah. easily. Could it was have. the
1: halfway raised thing. And, oh, I haven't pulled that out yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, yeah. The, so um, we're all alive we haven't choked uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, this is uh this is this we have we were just talking about it before we hit record uh, uh we have two more weeks of year B yeah
1: you know, it basically ends the Sunday before Thanksgiving so whatever that is amazing I think it, I think it's three weeks but
0: is it three well okay. after
1: this it's probably two.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. I, yeah, it's. I think it's. I think it's only. I think it's only two. I can't after, be too future oriented this. today, I guess. Right, right. Well, we haven't done the podcast yet, so yes, clearly so it hasn't happened. Yeah, but, clearly three weeks, yeah, like you said, November twenty first. One hundred percent correct.
1: Clearly, I am looking at a calendar now. November twenty first is the last Sunday in year B, mm-hmm, and
0: the first mm-hmm. Sunday
1: of Advent is November twenty eighth.
0: Insane, Just,
1: it is.
0: Just, just crazy that we are we're here we're hey. we're
1: at this point. It's hard to believe, but Christmas Eve is on December twenty fourth.
0: Wow, um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> <laughs> speechless, uh, yeah, <laughs> which is a rarity for me. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, with the 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 sudden realization that time more than marches on uh <laughs> um we'll, it's got uh,
1: wings on its feet
0: <laughs> yeah let's uh let, let's talk about it. so the, i mean you know season after pentecost uh, uh wraps up we start the new year in advent there's all sorts of stuff going on so what's bruce what's going on what's going on with in the church nothing well, nothing really right this
1: <laughs> this saturday evening we have what our third fourth oh, annual more? gospel okay. at hogwarts yeah, 4
0: um, i think i think it's 4
1: i think 4 yeah and it's um an event for um basically anyone under 18 to participate in and we have lots mm-hmm. of adults involved both behind the scenes and as hosts and we pull out some of the good themes from hogwarts uh from the books mainly more than the movies and integrate those with um gospel teachings mm-hmm. with lots of activities this year there will be a focus on what we now call escape rooms mm-hmm. for the um, kids to enjoy so
0: so a harry yeah. potter style escape room
1: yeah puzzles
0: at, at, uh, narrated by jesus
1: <laughs> and they you know if anyone says, Jesus, you're cheating, you can go in and out of any room at this point in your existence. I understand.
0: Right. right. It's not cheating. Uh, it's just... Uh, just
1: using your gifts.
0: It, it's it's not cheating. He's just better than you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there's still space to sign up for that. Um, presuming that th- you're listening to this before uh, Saturday, November, whatever it is. Sixth. Uh, okay. And uh, just go online and get all the information. We also Mm -hmm. have coming up um, a men's breakfast. We have uh, later on um, a breakfast with St. Nicholas uh, for Mm -hmm. kids and adults. That will be on a Saturday morning. Um, All sorts of stuff happening. You just got to go to the website to catch it all.
0: Well, Bruce, I have a real quick question then about uh, Hogwarts. I'm over eighteen. Can I somehow live vicariously through the children uh, at, at the like at the event? If can I can I at least like uh, will it be fun for me if I like maybe hang back and watch my kid do stuff? Is that? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, that's very common.
0: Okay, cool, cool, cool. I I, oh, I
1: someone has a puppy walking
0: outside. <laughs> <laughs> and we're moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Reel me back. Um, um So all right, so we got we got Hogwarts coming up. We have uh um uh um anything what's your any, what, what, right what's uh like anything else we still have uh, uh obviously like adult forum and, and, and yeah, children's ministry about, stuff going on. Um,
1: saints through the year through the centuries that have mm-hmm. um helped address racism um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the adult forum the 9 a.m formation for kids is happening very and cool all sorts of book groups going on all sorts of stuff good stuff's going so on. so practically nothing so <laughs> <laughs> yeah busy time of year it really, it really is so that's why i'm saying better just go to holyfamilyfishers.org and see for yourself because i am leaving out so many things oh, we're collecting food for thanksgiving we're going to oh yeah um provide the the makings for i think three households depending on what the need is it may be more than that if they have some slots unfilled at the um trustees office and then after that we start um, collecting gifts for um, specified families from Fisher's Elementary School that are in need. Oh
0: wow! So, yeah, lots of good stuff. So so not much going on, not much at all. Um, yeah, uh, that 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 sounds like a whole a whole bunch going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, like as you pointed out, holyfamilyfishers.org uh to. Uh, see all the things going on uh changes regularly uh, uh, i shouldn't say changes updates regularly yeah uh, that um, sounds better um there because there's a uh, you know as we get one thing done there's there's uh there's there's more in the works so uh, uh good good on everybody too for for you know how hard everyone is uh working on that because that's a lot there's a lot of stuff that goes on um so legitimately thank you guys thank you all very much uh let's Let's go to our person of the day today. Um, Bruce, your person, born 1807, died 1881. Thomas Atkinson. Oh, oh, I know this. I know this.
1: Anglo-Catholic?
0: Uh, okay,
1: probably not yeah, if it's singing that long I, for you to I read I don't through. think so,
0: no. No, I think, okay. I, I think, I think we claim this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh well no anglo-catholic is an episcopalian it's just oh, a, oh 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 i'm so sorry it's got real high church um worship and ethics
0: gotcha i wasn't as familiar with the term um i i don't see okay, i gave up so you, we, we could be go. talking we could be talking about the same person a bishop an advocate of the religious education of african americans uh born on his father's plantation in uh, uh mansfield virginia uh, he prepared for the ministry after studying law and nine years of legal practice. So traded up. Good, good on him. Um, uh, <laughs> Started doing his penance. <laughs> uh, he became uh, rector of St. Paul's Church in Norfolk, Virginia, where he stayed until 1843. In uh, that year, he was elected rector of St. Peter's Church in Baltimore. And he and others uh, formed Grace Church in Baltimore in 1850. Served as rector there until he was elected as Bishop of North Carolina uh, uh, in, let's see here, when was that, 1853. Uh,
1: so pre-Civil War. Still.
0: Pre-Civil War. We're, we're getting to it. Uh, he supported the founding of the University of the South and later participated in organizing the Protestant Episcopal Church in the Confederate States. Uh, but after the Civil War, Atkinson supported the reunion of the Episcopal Church. He was one of three Southern bishops attending General Convention in 1865 um, uh, and died in Wilmington, North Carolina. So um, started in Virginia in the North and uh, his ministry found him... Um, no. No, no, sorry. Virginia sorry. Virginia was a Confederate Sorry, state. sorry, sorry. Yes, you're right, you're right. But uh, uh, so born born in uh confederate state territory during the civil war but uh no
1: he was born well before the civil war right
0: well what did i say how did i phrase it
1: maybe you just didn't pause long.
0: i didn't pause long enough. um but uh so so found himself on that side uh during the civil war but still was an advocate for um um education reunification um uh coming out of uh the the civil war era so uh kind of interesting interesting uh unfortunate position to find oneself in i think um but uh still evidence that even when you even when you you find yourself on uh, i think we can call it an incorrect side at this point (laughs) oh shoot yeah uh uh i the uh that 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 doesn't mean that you can't still do good things uh and uh how many times have I found myself uh, not civil war level? I was going to say
1: treasonous, <laughs> right?
0: Not civil, not civil war kind of level, uh, wrong side. But uh, uh, I've, I've, I make, I've made poor choices before, and they, you can still, you can still do some good uh, after after that.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: <laughs> I'm going to stop talking now. Uh, <laughs> wasn't a great grave I dig myself. Uh, so. Moving on, uh, that was uh, Thomas Atkinson, uh, 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 Bishop and Advocate of Religious Education uh, Post. uh, Actually, technically, it doesn't say post-Civil War uh, uh, that he was uh, an advocate for that. That
1: would be actually interesting to know whether that ministry took place exclusively after the Civil War or if it was something he was involved in Mm -hmm. for many years, for more years than that. Yeah. it, um, It really is two very different things.
0: Yeah, and, and and one can actually um, put it, putting yourself in that scenario, as, as just, which would be difficult because we have the the benefit of uh, of knowledge after the fact, right? Uh, but uh,
1: like what treason is? Uh, yeah, okay, go
0: on. <laughs> well, the Civil War, everything that happens thereafter. Like putting myself in his shoes prior to the Civil War, what a what a very un a potentially very uncomfortable position to be a. a a rector uh, and Bishop during that period of time. Um, Yeah. Just fraught with um, (laughs) a lot of uncomfortable uh, uh, (laughs) on my, uh, at least it would be on my, my side. But again, that's uh, with the added benefit of knowing how everything turns out and uh, realize having lots and lots of information uh, uh, thereafter about what a Terrible thing slavery was, and <laughs> look, hey, you I mean, you laugh, you laugh, but there were there were millions of people who grew up during that period of time that saw no problem with it whatsoever. So, yeah, being, being born but that and was because <laughs> being born during that period of time. I mean, there,
1: yeah, you would it would have been if you were in Virginia, it probably would have been countercultural mm-hmm. to be against slavery, but. The only way they could justify slavery was, I mean, not even justify, just even live with it, was to say that the people enslaved were subhuman. Right. Because you couldn't treat a human being that way. So, yeah, it 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 wasn't that hard to see how bad slavery I, was. No, <laughs> I,
0: I, I'm not advocating. <laughs> Let me be very okay. clear about that. I'm not advocating. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is uh, we... we Grow up being told uh, or, or taught lots of things. Uh, again, not to that level, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, but we believe stupid there... things that we're told for years. Yes, and yes. without questioning it uh, very much at all. So uh, yeah, I, I, I like I said I would well, be
1: well. Okay, the the one I can claim. Um, so I'm comfortable with this is when I was a kid. All the black and white reruns on TV, not all, but so many of them had terio- s- terrible stereotypes mm-hmm. of American Indians, of the roles of women. Um, and, you know, I didn't think critically about those things right until I was old enough to begin to understand.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which
1: admittedly was around age 10, but, you know, I don't expect many bishops to have the mental facilities of someone over the age of ten.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I, there are, there are, they are out there. I was going to say, I, 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 the bishops I have met, no, no, I, I agree with you. I, I would, I would, I, I they absolutely have a, a higher mentality than that. Do I believe that those bishops have existed and maybe even do still exist? I I, I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> so, I don't know. And, and meanwhile, in heaven, Axe is going, shut up already. <laughs> I, did, I get it now. I did other stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, Tom Atkinson, let's move on to our to our yes. first reading uh, of the day, of the week, is uh, Isaiah 25, chapter, or chapter 25, verse 6 through 9. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wines strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces and the disgrace of his people. He will take away from all the earth for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on this day, lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that we may he may save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Um, what just help us uh, paint the picture of the setting here? What uh, mountain is this that on this mountain uh, the Lord of Hosts is doing this?
1: Um, it's traditionally the site in in poetry, so to speak, of God's royal. We can't even come up with a term for it in English, but if it's it's the mountain that symbolizes God's royal rule over the earth mm. i mean it, it's not where god lives but it is the holy mount it is the holiest mountain
0: so this is this is like uh, this is a like figurative um mountain not like this is mount sinai this is mount horeb this is like a a specific a specific it's more of a concept mountain concept Is what you're yeah. saying interesting yeah okay so um which which is kind of I guess mirrored in other cultures, right? The the, the Greeks had like a specific place uh to that they that they were where the, the the gods world and the human world kind of like meet. Is that the kind of the same kind of a at this point at, at this place is where yeah. God well, touches it,
1: it's, it's more to have a competitive bid in. Okay. Because people almost um, instinctively are in awe of high mountains or high places. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to look at inspirational posters, and many of them include a generic photo of oh, I was, a
0: peak. I was going to say most of Bob Ross's paintings, but yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's do a tree. A happy um, little
0: tree. <laughs> uh, you have to do it right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so it, one of the things we find repeatedly through the scriptures, um, both the Hebrew scriptures and the new Testament, particularly in Paul's work mm-hmm. is trying to meet people where they are and as, as in, what are the religious symbols that are, that they already know about and how can their, the interpretations of those be corrected mm-hmm. So many, 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 as you've already pointed out, like with the Greeks, many, many, many religions claimed high spots as holy spots. And so this is the Israelites being gifted with a metaphor that allows them to reinterpret those pagan holy spots as holy spots of the one true God. Mm. It's like, yeah, I can do mountains. You want me to do mountains? I can do mountains hmm um, that's God talking in a Jewish accent
0: but... <laughs> <laughs> okay good I had questions <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so particularly you know, the Canaanites were regional rivals mm-hmm. um, to the Israelites at this point among others money <laughs> this was a very volatile region during the time of Isaiah and so to have this vision of a holy mountain was in helped God meet the people halfway. Mm -hmm. You know, what what's on all the t-shirts mountains. Okay. I'll talk about mountains then.
0: Hmm. Okay. Topical. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, now, I mean, obviously verse six here, the first verse, uh, I, I would love to go to this, you know, well-aged wines. Uh, what's the focus on wines? It's a list of three and two of the three are wines. (laughs) <laughs> two yeah you're right two out of three uh, <laughs> actually i guess it's a list of four if you want to include rich food quote unquote uh so uh, but i guess i guess that's the is well, that, it it's poetic then uh there you go rich food a feast it's, of it's, well-aged wines of rich food filled with marrow of well-aged wines strained clear
1: yeah it it's hebrew poetry okay so again as we've said many times, the in Hebrew poetry, in a sense, the way you know it's poetic, is uh, is repetition of the same thoughts with different words. Mm-hmm. So it's an emphasis that this is a heck of a feast that's going to be offered. Gotcha. And it again f- follows the the cultural norms of the of the entire region. Mm-hmm. Um, all sorts of different nationalities where kings would, particularly when they were newly crowned, would hold magnificent banquets for their supporters. Mm. So this is, okay, Israel, you don't have an almighty earthly king, and we've kind of covered why that's a good thing not to have. Right. But you have the ultimate eternal king and the feast you get is better than anything you've heard about the other kings offering Hmm. the earthly kings
0: okay okay um what's this what's the shroud that is cast over all all peoples the sheet that is spread over all nations uh that he's gonna be getting gotten rid of
1: well it's been interpreted various ways through the centuries and the it's most probably a reference at the time to in the in the temple in jerusalem the jewish temple mm-hmm. there was a cloth that hung in front of the holy of holies that gotcha. only priests <laughs> temple staff could go behind mm-hmm. and so this verse is about that cloth no longer existing, there being no separation. Isn't that between is, God and all the people?
0: Isn't that what's what gets torn uh, yeah. in the temple? In when, one of the when, pa- passion accounts. Yeah, and when when Christ uh, uh, breathes his last, the earthquakes yeah. and the 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 temple curtain is torn in two.
1: Yeah, and so it's prom it. it In all probability, I forget which gospel that's in, but in all probability, that refers to this verse.
0: Okay, gotcha. That's
1: not... And unfortunately, modern Christians often interpret it as God being ticked off at Jewish people.
0: Oh, really? Actually... I don't know. I I have to admit, I don't know if I ever heard that. I thought that was just... I I thought that was just uh, an indication that uh, the required... An imagery that the requirement of going to the priests in order to intercede with between you and God, uh, is no longer an issue. Like it, it's kind of like, almost like a metaphor for like, yeah, now that, you, that's a good, you get to talk good. to your God directly now.
1: Yeah. And, <clears throat> and that's comes out of this passage. Okay. Cause that's what this passage means.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um, and goes beyond that to even in death, we are no longer separated from God. so you know when the old inaccurate stereotype about oh jews don't believe in eternal life this is one of the passages that says oh yeah they do
0: yeah Um, yeah um uh what was i gonna say here um oh yeah because because this passage is initially it was kind of like oh so like they this passage was written and then people were like yeah but still uh um you know chief priests and sacrifice and, and, you know, all that continues for how long, but this is, this is a forward thinking, uh, uh, future based, um, passage. It's saying at some, someday this will happen, right? It's not today, but
1: it also, it also is today.
0: Doesn't, doesn't say today, Bruce. I'm not <laughs> I don't, it doesn't. It doesn't look like they say today. Are you sure? <laughs> it. Keep in mind that Isaiah
1: is written in the within the time frame of the most of Israel being taken into captivity to Babylon. mm Hmm. So, for a lot of folks who were hearing these words, temple sacrifice was no longer possible because they were hundreds of miles away from it. Gotcha. And so, the the question, the the huge theological question again, we've talked about this before on various podcasts, was when we are distant from the temple, are we? Are are we not equally distant from God?
0: Gotcha. Okay. And
1: and so this is saying, nope. You are not distant from God. Hmm. Um. We. We. It's modern Christians. By that I mean, like Victorian age on. Hmm. Have a a much deeper. And unfortunate preoccupation with prophecy than our
0: ancestors did. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> not us. So, not us. <laughs> you know, we, we want
1: to know what's going to happen next. We want, you know, we want to binge watch life or something.
0: Uh, th- ooh, that's a good way to put it. Isn't that, that is. I got to remember. that.
1: One. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and within the, the Hebrew Time, uh language within jewish spirituality there's much more uh, uh acceptance that you don't get to know right um and one of the things that like the book of revelation that we'll talk about in a minute has a sense of is time being constant it, as in What's in the future is here already, and what's in the past is here, and yet nothing's here except right now. I mean, it's this whole wow Zen meditation My, mind
0: thing. bendy. That, I mean, yeah. Did uh, the the author of the Book of Revelation watch Arrival? What what you know? <laughs> Goodness, amazing.
1: So, so this is part. So Isaiah is one of those books that's excellent to read as. It was, it is, it will be, which is pretty much, which is not a a bad summary of the Hebrew sense of time passing.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So this is not a pie in the sky promise. This is, this is what's, this is what is now. If you only, to quote Jesus, if you only have eyes to see.
0: Gotcha. Huh? I'm I'm still wrapping my head around a little bit of that. <laughs> Great. It it can literally take more than a lifetime. Wow, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, uh anything more about this Isaiah passage, and maybe we just go to uh, uh go to that uh, uh, reading. Just
1: one quick note is that this is often read at funerals, uh, appropriately as words of comfort to those who grieve.
0: Mm that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. um, It is. As, as we kind of pointed out it, the poetic language of it, it is, it is very poetic. I do like it. Oh yeah. It's beautiful. Um, So, well, let's move on then to revelation chapter 21, verse one through six a, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven. And the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more and I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne, saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as as their God. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated at the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Um, I have to say, as far as uh, uh, passages from Revelation goes, this one's not the craziest. Not even close. <laughs> Like, yeah. every time we read from the book of Revelation, it's like, uh, oh, what's it going to say? <laughs> 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 How weird is it going to be? Um This one, it, this one actually, it, it feels almost like a continuation of Isaiah. If like, if, if you were to read Quite, them, yes, if you were to read them back to back, you would notice that like the, the poetic prose might be gone. But um very a lot of the same imagery, so. yeah, yeah, a lot of the same imagery, uh, very, very kind of similar, I think. Uh, intentionally, as... I was gonna ask that it, is that intentional? Um, uh, yeah,
1: a, lo- a lot of this passage comes from quotes either a sentence or a, a, a clause from Isaiah or from Ezekiel. Mm. So, this is the passage is supposed to draw us into the the sense of this of the book of revelation being something that's thoroughly rooted in the jewish heritage
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: even though it's kind of (laughs) not
0: yeah uh, yeah i was gonna say so uh for for those at home playing in 10 seconds or less explain the book of revelation for me go (laughs) (laughs) i need the jeopardy music in the background
1: um the book of revelation was a book of comfort given to early Christians who were being heavily oppressed by Rome, and was a response to the fear that Rome was actually going to overwhelm Christianity and destroy it, and therefore destroy God.
0: So, so, so the so, uh, the the, um, the reason why it's so um, kind of like. It, it, it really is, uh, you know, the book of kind of the end of, of, of things, you know, that talks about the, the four horsemen uh, uh, and, and, and death arriving and all these like crazy sign of end times. So this was in response to um, to kind of what the public was feeling at that point in time and kind the, of the christians yeah and yeah. and
1: i mean a lot of the public would have been great the romans are keeping everything calm and quiet and crucifying 200 people a day but that's if that's what it takes we're <laughs> willing to live with that gosh. <laughs> um and that, but that is what was happening i mean the crucifixions were by the hundreds mm-hmm. and increasingly they were of christians so the christian community was this these were words of comfort that even as christianity looked like it was on its last legs Mm -hmm. because the roman empire was so powerful christianity was going to survive god is fine no the romans cannot destroy god even as the um officially the romans were saying that caesar is the one one true god the ultimate god Mm -hmm. um all that not true and so that's one reason why the book of revelation pulls from isaiah ezekiel i believe daniel Mm -hmm. um and some other um hebrew scriptures to say you know we're we're not just saying this because of how bad things are this is what's been said for centuries and centuries to God's faithful.
0: So explain to me though, real quick, uh, the, the source of comfort is because it, on the surface, it kind of seems like the source of comfort is don't worry. Uh, it's it, while it may seem like it's the end of times, it is. And, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and that's really what you, what you want or like, you know, I like, um, uh, because if, if it is the end of times, then they don't, they don't defeat God, God triumphs. And we all, uh, you know, the, the, that, that was what was prophesied, uh, for a long time anyways. Is it, am I?
1: You're a little off. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: help me <laughs> help. <laughs> that That's more the
1: Victorian interpretation. Okay. Somewhat medieval times, um, interpretation, um, yeah. It, uh, most of revelation is well and it's revelation not revelations because it's a single revelation mm-hmm. that is said in multiple ways uh-huh. um, rather than a series of prophecies as uh, in more recent times it's been interpreted right was it was written in code language that contemporary readers would have understood as repeated mm-hmm. references to the roman empire roman oppression roman techniques of torture things like that Mm -hmm. and that's what it describes passing away rather than all
0: of existence gotcha so the metaphor continues uh i i really shouldn't try to take a metaphorical uh writing and apply you know physical uh ones and zeros to it uh right uh because that would be silly that'd be like a That'd be like a, a reading a a uh a, a science book and trying to add like well what's the narrative thread for <laughs> right. you know, this liter? you know this literary piece that we're that we're yeah, looking at
1: worst novel i ever read it's the phone <laughs> right.
0: book right That's there was no there were so many characters <laughs> there was no character <laughs> development at all <laughs> you you just kept
1: coming and arriving yeah. and arriving and arriving <laughs>
0: right Characters one after another with no, no uh, plot development. It was awful. One and star. And
1: have them live next door to each other until a hundred <laughs> pages later. There's someone living next door to it. Right. Right. <laughs> you got to remember that. Terrible.
0: Terrible. Worst, okay. you know, enough of the phone. <laughs> um, well then, uh, so, so then this is, uh, so then this isn't, this is more about those practices than, uh, ending. Um, and, and, it's, uh,
1: yeah, it's about how the Roman Empire will fall. Right. And as it turned out, sooner than anyone thought.
0: Yeah. When, uh, do, do we know about when this was, um, th- this was, uh, written slash published and when the, <laughs> when that fo- the fall of the, uh, empire occurred? Like, do we know ish? I, I haven't looked lately.
1: I mean, I, I haven't looked at the latest research. I be- the, the last number that I remember is, is written about 120 AD. Mm-hmm. after christ's birth um which makes it the most recent book of any in the scriptures and the roman empire you know it it didn't fall all on one day right but it started to disintegrate and it was um very much on its last legs by 400 so oh wow um yeah and and by then they lost control of most of the empire so the, the ability to oppress Christians had passed mm. by, you know, it took less than 300 years.
0: So, so this is the reason why, uh, there was a decent debate when we were putting the books of the Bible together about, Hey, we don't need, maybe we don't need yeah. this anymore.
1: Yeah. It was the last book approved. Mm-hmm. And yeah,
0: that was why. Cause you know, yeah, we Roman. don't need this anymore. Right, you know, Romans right. are gone, dude. Hey, what, what are we, we, we putting we, this in for? We,
1: we we get to do this, yeah. <laughs> you know, the fact that we can put together our scriptures and not hide about it shows we don't need this anymore. Right. Um, but by then, people had used it in all sorts of situations, like funerals. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, eh, okay, we'll keep it. But almost all of the early Bible commentators would say, skip this <laughs> it's it's really a hoot to to read a history of the commentaries mm-hmm. on the book of revelation that um, there's always been a, a major part of christianity that has said well yeah it's scripture, but not much
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I would i i can understand that because um also since it's written in this uh I, I, you could, you could almost use, you could kind of use the word code. Uh, oh, yeah, it's written, it's written in code, and, uh, uh, the, the code speakers, uh, like have, are, are kind of like gone. They're gone. (laughs) It's like that, that part's over with, and, uh, no one, no one speaks this code anymore because they don't have to. Uh, and, uh, and yet we still insist on, on, on utilizing it this way. And at, understandably it causes confusion, I think.
1: And, you know, I hadn't thought of it this way till you just said that, but my bet is that if a vote had been taken, um, say during the dark ages to use the term that people don't use anymore, but when mm-hmm. learning was really down in Europe, mm-hmm. it would have been not approved because when it was approved, there was a presumption of learned people reading and interpreting the scriptures. Oh. and so the knowledge of the codes, of the imagery of the poetry, w- would have been presumed to be already in the mind of the reader.
0: Gotcha. And then, but and then we, we kind of took a step back uh, collectively on, yeah, uh, on yeah. on public understanding of
1: not just public I mean even the one you may remember a couple of the um people of the day that we've had over the last period of time have been bishops who insisted that their clergy get an education mm. that you know, a lot of parish priests were barely literate um uh, during the worst times of you know, prior to the Renaissance amazing um yeah you know, they they could say the words but had no idea of the meaning, even of the liturgical texts that they used each 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 day. I was going to say each Sunday, but each day.
0: Hmm. We're a fascinating lot. I'm sorry, I'm just yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, talk, yeah, amazing. Many
1: many people have said one of the one of the proofs that God exists is that the church does because <laughs> <laughs> it has no reason to. <laughs> wow in terms of its own merit
0: right yeah. uh amazing uh what, what else about uh this this uh passage in uh the book of revelation um what, what about this uh alpha the omega we're all i know this is used the, elsewhere
1: that's part of that what i was talking about with isaiah that was blowing your mind of beginning and end, that alpha mm-hmm. and omega are the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet shows you we're talking about a heavily Greek-influenced culture mm-hmm. um, that people. Are, oh yeah, we know what that is. Um, you know, again, you know, a thousand years later, people would go, "What?"
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> um, right.
1: And shoot, now I forget. Oh, the the whole thing of God being eternal. Mm. That no matter how bad things are, it's God who started everything, and God will be there at the end, mm-hmm. no matter what the Romans think they 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 can do.
0: Yep, and uh, and what have the Romans ever done for us? Um, sorry, drinking water. It's a it's a it's a call back, <laughs> It's a call back to a conversation that wasn't on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Good old life of Brian. Good old again. life of Brian. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I won't go down that rabbit hole, but we can talk about. During, I'm trying. I'm try, um, trying Social really time hard. at church anytime. <laughs> Just walk go. up to either Ben or I, and we'll start spouting nonsense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when is that ever different? Um, yeah. so, well, then let's move on to our gospel reading uh, for yeah. today: uh, John chapter eleven, verse thirty-two through forty-four. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him? That's an exclamation part. See how he he loved him, exclamation (laughs) mark. Uh, But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again, greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed You would see the glory of god so they took away the stone and jesus looked upward and said father i thank you for having heard me i knew that you always hear me but i have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you sent me when he said had said this he cried with a loud voice uh loud voice lazarus come out the dead man came out his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth, Jesus said to them, "Unbind him and let him go." Um. Bruce, this is the Lazarus story. We've already done the Lazarus story this year. I mean, it, don't get me wrong; it's a great story, and you know, I suppose worth doing more than one of. But how come? How come we're doing this again? Because it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> got
1: it (laughs) it's like back in the day when the radio station would play the hot song every 20 minutes (laughs) okay okay um but it it, part of the celebration of all saints day is reflecting on what eternal life means and how it came to be why why did god gift us with that it was certainly not required Mm -hmm. um which i'm in greek um, cosmology their concept of the soul was that that was a given that there it was a given that there was an eternal existence of some kind Mm. they they didn't it wasn't like christian or jewish senses of eternal life in jewish christian thought the gift of eternal the Eternal life was a gift from God. It was; It's not a given. And it's not even necessarily how humans were created to be. Um, and we have to go through a lot of Genesis passages about creation to flesh that out, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a big part of the All Saints readings, including this one, is how God gifts us with eternal life. Mm. gifts the human race with eternal life it's not it's not something to be taken for granted um it's not something we get to control it's not something we earn it's a gift from god
0: Mm. um so the other the other aspect of this is uh, All Saints is technically uh, the day that we're recording. Uh, technically, it's a uh, November first, and uh, that's true. And we, we are c-
1: actually hitting it on the day today. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, so, but so we
1: are surrounded yet again with a great cloud of witnesses. Going,
0: what are they saying? <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't have phrased it like that, but okay, all right, whatever. <laughs> well, hey,
1: I'm a saint. <laughs>
0: I'm a saint, they're not, you know, what, what do you expect?
1: <laughs> Which actually I'm glad you said that because I'll work this in at this moment that the most ancient belief in Christianity about who saints were is it was anyone who believed in Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
1: that's why in the in some of the epistles in the New Testament, there are phrases like greet all the saints. That just means greet all the membership. Mm-hmm. It was only later when people began to worry about how bad things were still happening in life, that there began to be a differentiation between all Christians and saints. Mm. Uh, So our pecking order developed, uh, much to our, um, I don't know how to put it nicely, but it was a mistake. Mm -hmm. And, it's gotten re- to ridiculous degrees in some people's minds, but um, it created a twofolded feast where November 1st is All Saints' Day, and that's for the biggies, and November 2nd is All Souls' Day, which is for all the other Christians. In the Episcopal Church, we've intentionally really downplayed All Souls' Day to try to recover the more ancient theology that we're all saints. Mm. And so we all, we, and all those who have died, um, should get to be celebrated on all saints day.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, not so much of a fan of, uh, pecking orders, uh, mostly because I would find myself way in the basement. Um, uh, (laughs) I'd be well pecked
1: on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: A lot of pecking would be had on my, uh, on my head. Um, uh, but, uh, um, but yeah, that's, uh, so yeah, that's, that's interesting. We do, we sure do love, uh, our hierarchies though, don't we? I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, cause it lets us off the hook. It lets us off the hook and, uh, and, and, unless, you know, we're on, on, <laughs> on, on the pecking, uh, the pecking portion of the order. Um, well, there, there are a lot of people
1: you know this is just my opinion um like nothing else has been today um, <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of people that would that think it's worth it to be pecked on at least some if they don't have to have any responsibility in life hmm let alone eternal life so you know, there, there are all sorts of famous phrases by saints um in their biographies about you know god make me holy but not yet um <laughs> saint augustine's the, one who's most famous for that um but you know that that i think that captures something in the human spirit all too often of "Eh, it's a lot of work to be a good person and i'd rather someone was a good person on behalf of
0: me and i'll catch up later ah yeah okay i gotcha i mean yeah i guess that makes sense i mean (laughs) i can understand the temptation yeah
1: yeah and so that's that's one of the reasons one of the reasons why people didn't fight off the as the tradition shifted towards the hierarchical view of saints and why there's um, why it's hard sometimes to talk about all of us being saints because we fall into that on the one hand the healthy suspicion of anyone saying they're holier than thou right but also resist that call to higher responsibility that being a saint implies
0: yeah if i'm a saint then i have to start acting like one and right uh, no more cutting off people
1: in traffic yeah
0: yeah no that's goodness that's the least of my worries uh (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that would be that'd be really difficult um well, let's, let's switch back over to the, the actual reading, then. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't remember, actually, off the top of my head. Uh, I, I had mentioned we would had the Lazarus story. I don't know as if it was the John Lazarus story, if it was one of the others. It's the
1: only place where it occurs in the Gospel it, of John. Is
0: it really the only place? Yeah, yeah such a prominent story uh yep. i'm kind of surprised i well i'm not kind of surprised at that i am surprised color me you are gassy flabbered yes yeah. uh that this any indication as to why that is why i mean this is a this is a huge deal i mean don't get me wrong nothing against the you know that the, the the healing of blind and deaf individuals and, and everything or the resurrection. (laughs) Yeah. This is a serious miracle. I mean, you know what I mean? Like this is a crazy, uh, a a hugely important miracle. Uh, how come the story's not told?
1: Well, we don't know is the, the bottom line answer. We don't know why each gospel create each gospel writer, chose the stories that were chosen. We have various theories and guesses and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but John was the last gospel written. John certainly had knowledge of the gospel of Mark. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it may be that he said, guys, you're, you're leaving out this primary story that I I think is the, is a primary story. So I'm going to make sure it's in here
0: i mean the yeah s- i'm with john <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> yeah so it's it's it could be as simple as that and but it's also true that in at least one of the other gospels i don't have the gospel parallels in front of me um there's the story that echoes ezekiel's not ezekiel's elijah's um res uh recoup um resuscitation story Mm -hmm. of restoring a young man to life, who was the only son of a widow. Um, Jesus does a miracle like that
0: Mm. in
1: one of the other gospels. It just, it doesn't get as much play to us because we're not as steeped in the Hebrew scriptures to know that this is a callback to a miracle that took place hundreds of years before. Mm -hmm. so in some ways i think the lazarus story really appeals to us because you don't have to know anything going in it's every step is explained and there there is no presumption of knowledge about much of anything it's okay he died it's been four days there's a stink Yeah, it's laid out there for us so it's Mm -hmm. a very accessible story the other thing to keep in mind is john has very few miracle stories compared to the other gospels and so his tend to be big ones Mm. like turning water into wine that only occurs in john this one only occurs in john um i'm blanking on another one that only occurs in john and it's not unusual to have unique pieces in a gospel like the gospel of luke is the only place where the story of the good samaritan and of the prodigal son occur and you think man those are awesome why don't the other guys have them Mm -hmm. we don't know but that is why we have four gospels is the early church leaders said you know we you can't leave out the one that has lazarus and you can't leave out the gospel that has prodigal son okay though so those two are givens let's look you know (laughs) You mm-hmm, can't leave mm-hmm. out the one with the three kings because only Matthew has the three kings. Um, and everyone knows Mark's the one that started all the gospel writing, so we need that one. I mean, that's a grotesque summary of how the decision was made. <laughs> uh, sure, And then there'd be, oh, yeah, the gospel of Peter, that's too wild. That one doesn't get in.
0: <laughs> yeah, it still seems, I, I don't know. I, I, I hear all your explanations. I just, it still seems Crazy to me that this is like it. The 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 is I it, the only common thread with at least the the two uh, um, miracle stories that John has and nobody else does is that wasn't the the wedding in Cana and this so they both involve family. Was there like a was there was there a a, a concept of like oh uh, yeah, but that was you know that was well, family. The, the, don't we don't put that in here.
1: Um, and not so much family as close close um relationships right um i don't i I, I don't think mary and martha were in any way family to jesus but they were definitely among his closest followers and friends okay that he he went to their home to recuperate so to speak Mm -hmm. during his travels and that sort of thing um so but but you you are Catching on to something important in John, which is the big miracles often take place within a very small group. It's not um, like the Sermon on the Mount, where there are perhaps thousands of people there. The big miracles take place with a relatively small group, which um, for a lot of different reasons beyond that, a lot of scholars about the Gospel of John think that it was the small group gospel mm-hmm. that by the time it was written the persecutions against christians had started public worship had decreased greatly for christians and so the so one one commentator says it's the claustrophobic gospel that's hmm. so many parts of it take place in closed rooms or upper rooms or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that's or the the temple walkway Whereas the other three gospels, it's the wide open of Galilee and anyone who wanders along can hear what Jesus is saying and see what he's doing.
0: Gotcha. Uh, any thoughts here about, uh, (laughs) what, what in my head, uh, would be like a weird thing for him to say. Um, and yet it still gets captured by, uh, by the gospel writer in 41 and 42. Um, I'm just imagining Jesus going, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always heard me, but I'm saying this for the people around me right now (laughs) so that they can believe.
1: (laughs) Well, part of it is the writer has to give credit to God for this miracle Mm. and to make clear. That it was not simply that they accidentally buried a guy who was alive.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. I like yeah. this. I like. Yeah. I like so this. It makes a lot more it's sense. It's
1: a narrative piece so that people catch on to, oh yeah, you know that this was something supernatural. It wasn't mm-hmm. just Jesus running into town saying, "Wait, wait, he's not dead yet."
0: right i suppose and and i suppose that's a that's something that you really should clear up as a as the storyteller yeah. uh, yeah. because um, that would be my first thought of like well you buried him too soon like it was just yeah. <laughs> uh, man i keep going back to monty python um <laughs> i'm not dead yet <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but that would be my yeah that would legitimately be my first thought of like yeah. oh well he came out and he was still alive because he wasn't dead in the first place. Right. Um, and so
1: yeah. And so hence this little explanation.
0: Um, yeah. Um, I, was, I still have trouble figuring out how, uh, Lazarus comes out with his hands and feet bound. Uh, but you know, Not, very slowly, <laughs> very, <laughs> very slowly. I mean, does do you imagine that there's like a good long pause between um, uh, forty three and forty four? Like Jesus has to even like turn to like the crowd and like you got to give him a minute though. Hold on, wait, wait for it, wait for it. There he is. There he is.
1: (laughs) That's a good Lazarus. Well, it, it, it literally depends how big the tomb is.
0: That's uh, true. That's true. Some,
1: some were so small that once the opening was open, usually it was covered by a stone, a, a carved big rolling uh, stone. Once mm-hmm. that stone was rolled away, you'd see the um, surface on which the shrouded body was laid. So they'd immediately crowd would immediately you know, see his head or his feet um, depending on how it was oriented.
0: I gotcha. Okay. So, so, so yeah, possibly like they rolled the stone away and you could see like the body get up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also terrifying. Anyways, uh,
1: <laughs> incidentally, I just have to add, there's a beautiful song that the Hutchison's did the singing duo known as heart songs. Mm. Um, called lazarus and the the most memorable part of the song for me is deborah singing in a um i don't know if technically it's a soprano voice but in this heavenly sounding voice lazarus Mm -hmm. and it's it's well jonathan sings what's going through lazarus's mind Mm. and you know it's it's much more poetic than what the hell but right it it, it's it it's just amazing. I'm, I hope it's on the internet somewhere, um, and I know they're still selling the recordings. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's just this this sense of what was it like to be Lazarus?
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I do. Uh, as I'm re-reading this, I'm also seeing like more defensive literary posturing by uh, by by uh, the gospel writer here. Like uh, just as you kind of pointed out taking time to identify like, you know, Jesus addressing the, he actually did die, uh, section, yeah. uh, also kind of, uh, uh, in a way he throw the, 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 writer throws in the, a very valid question by some of the people following along. Could, could he's healed blind people. Couldn't he have like come over here and earlier and saved this man from dying in the first place. Right. Um, so like kind of posing the questions that you would ask of this story so that you can kind of develop and understand the answer of like, you know, no, he really was dead. Could he have done that? Yes. But then you wouldn't have this story exactly. uh, to, 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 to understand uh, what comes later and why, why all the signs were there as to who this, this individual was. Um and 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 all the things that uh that he i don't want to say can do but like you know all the th- all the things that he was called to do uh and mm-hmm. and the the um the kingdom as it were re- kind of rewriting the understanding of kingdom on uh, of of god on earth um so yeah
1: and the other thing to keep in mind that we we don't go far enough um in the gospel of john is that This is the last miracle that Jesus does. Mm -hmm. And within the Gospel of John, it's the reason that the um, authorities decide it's time to kill Jesus.
0: Oh, so this is like the tipping point.
1: This is the tipping point. In the um, other three Gospels, it's the cleansing of the temple, as we call it now. It's the throwing the money changers out of the temple. But John Uh, puts
0: that early, doesn't he?
1: John puts that at the very beginning of Jesus's adulthood. Yeah. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, in John, it's this showing control over life and death, Mm -hmm. which has been the running theme through the scriptures we've had today.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, And uh, yeah, with that
1: uh, and incidentally, and they also plot to kill Lazarus. So there would no longer be this proof.
0: Oh, I don't know as if I knew that. Is that in the. It's in in
1: chapter 12, verse
0: nine. Oh, wow. Interesting. Uh, But there's no there's no record
1: that they were successful in that.
0: Gotcha. Um, Well, and as you as you pointed out, uh, the controlling of life and death, as with all things, uh, this podcast has had life. And now it is time to call it to a close.
1: That's a stretch. But yes. (laughs)
0: So some would say like, oh you've been you've been killing this podcast since you started. Uh but in a good way. (laughs) Usually sometimes. Sometimes. Um but with that, I think we'll call to a close this your podcast for November seventh, twenty twenty one, the twenty uh, fourth uh, Sunday after Pentecost. But uh,
1: really, All Saints Day.
0: But yeah, but really, but really for uh, All Saints Day, um, and uh, we encourage you to join us either in person at eight and ten o'clock with a, a formation hour in between at uh, the church. Uh, or uh, join us online Uh, the 10 o'clock broadcast will uh, be live on our youtube channel hfec videos Uh, and uh, until next week i'm ben and i'm bruce and we'll talk to you later bye-bye bye